Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to the Cattle Station Classroom Podcast, where we learn about the North Australian beef industry and answer your questions. So it doesn't matter how far from town you are, because we're bringing the classroom to you. Welcome to the Cattle Station Classroom Podcast. In today's lesson, we are going to be learning about diversification permits for pastoral leases in WA, what they are, why they exist, who needs them, and how to apply for one. To do this, I'm joined by Carla Ringer, who is the Director of the Board Support Directorate within the WA Department of Planning, Lands and Heritage. What is a diversification permit? So pastoral leases are for pastoral purposes and pastoral purposes is grazing of livestock. Now, if you want to do something else that's not grazing livestock, um, you need what's called a permit. Uh, diversification permit is, is the usual term. And it's things like uh, having tourists stay at a homestead or perhaps in a caravan park uh, or uh, growing fodder under horticulture or, you know, uh, perhaps fruit and things like that. All of those, you might want to do something like that on your pastoral lease, uh, but they're not covered by pastoral purposes. And the Pastoral Lands Board has the power to, to issue permits for those sorts of purposes. So anytime we see a station that has a station stay or tourism operation, perhaps a centre pivot or some other kind of a non livestock grazing activity on it, it's fairly safe to say that they've had to apply for a permit to be able to do that. Yeah, generally speaking, they'll do it under permit. Uh, in some cases, if there's a, a big tourism operation that has a lot of capital invested against it, people might choose to uh, to, to hive out that bit of land out of their pastoral lease and have it under separate tenure. Uh, now, there's a process for that. Uh, that involves native title and it involves... Um, uh, mining interests and there's a higher rent associated with that. But the, the benefit of that is that then you have a separate activity on a, a separate piece of land that you can mortgage separately and so, and buy and sell separately as well. So it becomes an asset in that sort of thing. Okay. And so diversification permit, how does that work then? Uh, so diversification permits, uh, usually works if someone has an idea, wants to do an act an economic activity, like, you know, the growing the fodder or the uh, running the tourists. The way it works is um, you put in a, an application to the Pastoral Lands Board for uh, explaining what the activity is that you want to do. Now, there's uh, 
an assessment process associated with that. So uh, once the partial lands board receives that application, it will refer it out to uh, you know Department of Environment. So let's say if there's a clear, clearing of native vegetation involved, um, it will uh, refer it out to Department of Ags to you know, see if the species you want to grow on your permit aren't uh, weeds or are likely to run away into the landscape. Uh, it will ask the shire what, you know, its views are on planning and things like that. Um, all that information comes back to the Pastoral Lands Board and then the Pastoral Lands Board, you know, takes into account all those views uh, and will issue a permit subject to uh, what conditions it thinks are appropriate. When a permit is granted, is it with the lease? So say I have a station, I apply for a permit, so I can, a diversification permit, so I can install a centre pivot. I sell the station and somebody buys it. Do they get that diversification permit so they too can run a centre pivot? Uh, no, so the permit... Permits are issued to a person. There are permission for a person to do a certain activity. Uh, that person can only be the pastoral lessee uh, at the time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So once you transfer your partial lease, then... You're no longer the pastoral lessee, so the permission to you as a pastoral lessee ceases. Uh, and for the new person that comes in, if they want a permit, they need separate permission from the pastoral lands board. Okay. And what about native title? If you want to do something different on your pastoral lease, do you need to negotiate for an Indigenous land use agreement, also known as an Ilua? Uh, that depends on the on the permit. Uh, so the Native Title Act says uh, if the activity you want to do is primary production and so growing fodder, or if it's past uh, farm tourism, I should say, like pastoral based tourism, having tourists at the homestead, uh, then uh, the process under the Native Title Act is that the Native Title parties have to be notified. So we notify, department notifies. Uh, the uh, native title holders or claimants that there is a permit about to be issued. And that's the extent of the native title process. So the, the native title parties can then come back with comments and the partial lands board will take the, those into account. But there's no agreements or negotiations and things like that. Where a permit isn't a primary production activity like or a farm tourism activity, like, for instance, housing um, mining company workers on your lease in temporary accommodation or something like that. It's, it's not tourism. It's not growing uh, growing things. Uh, so then a different section of the Native Title Act applies. And then, yes, that does require for usually if Native Title has been determined, you'd then have to negotiate an Indigenous land use agreement. And are diversification permits the only kind of permit 
that a pastoralist may need to apply for or are there other activities that they may want to undertake that require a whole different set of permits? So um, with diversification permits, if you want to do an activity, you may need other permissions as well under other legislation. So, for instance, let's stick with the example of the uh, the centre pivot. Uh, to run a centre pivot, you need water and you may need a water licence from Department of Water. You may also need a need to clear native vegetation from the land, in which case you would likely require a native vegetation clearing permit from the Department of Environment. So those other permissions go with the uh, the permit itself and the board, the Partial Lands Board, cannot issue a diversification permit until all those other permissions are in place. And how long does this process take? The process uh, de- really depends on how complex the uh, the permit application is. So if we're talking about a simple permit application, like, for instance, having some tourists stay at the homestead or in, in some in the shearers' quarters, um, then uh, the, the longest thing that we have to do is, is refer out to the various agencies, uh, environmental agencies, the Shire and those sorts of people. Uh, that process uh, is 28 days, so four weeks uh, to get those comments back. Uh, and then once we receive those comments, uh, we then have to put a paper to the Pastoral Lands Board. Uh, Pastoral Lands Board meets every two months. So depending on where you're at in the cycle, it's it's probably between two and three months so that a simple permit can be uh, processed. If it's a more complex permit, like you're wanting to grow all sorts of species of uh, plants under a pivot for which you have to clear uh, native vegetation and you have to get a water license. Uh, you know, it's not just those referral processes that we have to do, but it's also the other agencies' processes that they have to go through in order to uh, issue a water license or a native veg uh, clearing permit. Uh, and they, uh, it's, it's very unpredictable how long they will take. If people want to find out more about diversification permits and what's involved in the process, where should they go? Uh, well, we do have a, a lot of information about this, and how, including application forms and, and all the explanatory stuff behind that. Uh, and uh, we also have a pastoral purposes framework uh, on our website, which tells you what sort of activities you can get a diversification permit for and what scale of activities uh, the board will consider uh, appropriate for a permit or when you really need to be start start to think about you know alternative tenure or perhaps uh, the activity that you want to do uh, is already possible without any further permissions. Uh, so the Pastoral Purposes Framework and the application forms are all on our website, which is dplh.wa.gov.au. And that's it for today's lesson. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 